Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the show. Hope you had a great holiday weekend. Maggie and Perloff here on CBS Sports Radio. Well, it kind of feels like it's a further away now, but it was an incredible rivalry weekend in college football. Perloff and we had the Iron Bowl, which was spectacular. We had the Apple Cup, which was spectacular. And we had Michigan-Ohio State, the game which ended up being quite a game. Now, Ohio State loses, obviously. Kyle McCord throws an interception uh, on the last drive of the game. And now Ryan Day has lost three in a row to the Michigan Wolverines. And I thought that he had a lot at stake in this game specifically because Jim Harbaugh is not on the other side. You had the coach still suspended. You had the... Michigan Wolverines dealing with this scandal and all these swirling things around the sign stealing scandal. Like this was a time to take advantage of maybe a wounded Mm -hmm. opponent or a distracted opponent or something like that. And Ohio state could not get it done. And now Ryan day is facing a lot of heat. Yeah. I I saw the game completely differently. This is the Michigan team of the three that's beaten them. This is by far the best team even though Jim Harbaugh wasn't on the sideline, because everyone's older, everyone came back for this very reason to try and win a title this yeah. year. Blake Corum came back. He didn't have to come back at all. And you saw what happened. And Ohio State's the opposite. You had NFL quarterback after NFL quarterback after NFL quarterback, and now all of a sudden you don't have a quarterback, and that defined everything about this Ohio State team. I thought Ryan Day actually did a good job to keep them in it because this was at Michigan, and it is not the talented Ohio State team we, we've known and grown to love they have one amazing player, Marvin Harrison Jr., yep. but you saw Kyle McCord's weaknesses, and I love the dude because he's from Philly, but he is not the Ohio State quarterback we we know. So to me, this was not the one Ryan Day was going to win, and he kept the game close against, I think, a much better Michigan team. Listen, I think Ryan Day, it, it'd be, I think, a little bit short-sighted to only be, uh, you know, to only be evaluating a coach based on one game, especially if the last two years, not this year, but the two years before, maybe Michigan had the signs and maybe you had an unfair, you had an unfair disadvantage that you weren't even privy to. But at the same time, that's the unique nature of this rivalry. And that's the unique nature of being the Ohio State quarterback, which is or quarterback, excuse me, the Ohio State coach, which is if you can't beat Michigan, you are now on the hot seat. It might not make sense to people outside of Ohio, but to people in Ohio, it makes tons of sense. So I'm not saying that the administration should have like a hairpin, you know, trigger finger here, whatever hairpin trigger. But at the same time, you know, that's the deal when you take this job, especially because Ohio State has been dominant in this rivalry. Right. But 
it's, I totally agree with you. I think Ohio people feel that way. Yeah. But if they fire Ryan Day, I can definitely see the Ohio State run of dominance being over. Uh, look at what happened. <laughs> Watching Auburn so poorly coached on Saturday, they fired Gus Malzahn, was idiotic, paid him $30 million to walk away, and they're terrible now. I, I think Ohio State falls back in the pack significantly. See, they let Ryan Day out. We're talking about kind of like Florida State was great one year, you know, for a long time. Then they fell off. Florida was great. Then they fell off. Nebraska, Oklahoma, it happens. And I think if Ohio State lets Ryan Day out that door, they are falling back to the pack. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, there's like a, a thought here. I know Kyle McCord was not the caliber of the last couple Ohio State quarterbacks, but I mean, you've got so much talent. You're in this talent-rich area. Like, you don't think that Ohio State can keep it afloat? You don't think that – do you think this all teeters on whether Ryan Day is at the helm here? Yeah, I think – well, first of all, I do think they miss Urban Meyer, and then Ryan Day's a little bit down. But, yeah, I think they're – who are they going to hire? Give me a name. Whoever they hire, I think, is in a very precarious spot because talent is – spread out so much more with NIL. So Ohio State used to be able to get everybody in, and they're still getting big recruits. Yeah. But the fact that they didn't have one of the best quarterbacks in the country says something to me. Uh, they were still ranked number one in the yeah. initial college football playoff rankings. It's not like they've been you know, teetering on relevance here. This is still a juggernaut of a program. But that's because they beat up on the rest of the Big Ten that's not Michigan. I, I, would, I worry about Ohio State taking a step back. I don't even know... Who's the quarterback next year? Like, what's the Marvin Harrison's walking out that door? I know they have a lot of highly touted wide receivers, but I don't know what's the, what's happening there. They seem to be a little bit of a rebuild mode, and they have all these really good defensive players are leaving. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure that you want to let Ryan Day out now. If well, you do, I'm sure there's a hundred schools that would scoop him up. Okay, but there's another part of this that is just the reality, which is that the college football playoff goes to 12 teams next year. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Michigan-Ohio State's not going to mean as much because you have 12 teams. Unfortunately, I mean, it will always mean something. It won't mean as much in terms of the college football playoff you know, rankings and whether or not they're going to get in because you think they are. Even with the additions of the Pac-12 teams like Oregon and Washington and USC and UCLA, you still believe that Michigan and Ohio State are going to be the absolute cream of the crop here. But... In some ways, I think Ryan Day is fortunate because if this college football playoff was staying at four games, at four teams rather, and this is just how it is forever, I, I think that fans are really upset. And again, who am I to tell an Ohio fan that this, you know, you should just overlook the fact that Day has lost three straight to Michigan and be like, oh, well, look at all the other games you win. That's what it's, it's not about that for them. For them, it's about this game. And with no Harbaugh on the sidelines, it wasn't just a Ryan Day, you know, lost this game. He was out coached in this game. I thought Sharon mm. Moore was better in this game than Ryan Day was. Well, Going for it on fourth down, yeah. being aggressive when he needed to, where Day was settling for field goals and other things, I thought that yeah, Sharon Moore was better. That's because Day doesn't like his quarterback. I mean, he's not going to go for it on fourth down with Kyle McCord. I, honestly, their offense was kind of plotting all season long, and I think that's why he was not aggressive. I, I don't think so at all. I think Michigan has a much better roster. I think this is Michigan. First of all, the other thing, too, is do you really want a radical change in Ohio State? J.J. McCarthy won't be there next year. Blake Corum won't be there yeah. next year. Donovan Edwards won't be there Maybe next Jim year. Maybe Jim Harbaugh won't be there Jim next Harbaugh, year. Jim Harbaugh, no, might not I, be He there. might be the coach of the Bills, guys. Do it's you want possible. to take a big <laughs> risk and bring in, I have no idea, Jimbo Fisher? or who? I don't no. know who you're going to bring in. That all of a sudden you want a, a radical departure from a coach who is 
gotten you near the Final Four Listen, every single year. He's lost six games. I get it, but here's the thing. You also, don't you have to blame the coach for the quarterback? Because this is not the NFL where you have a general manager who may have taken the quarterback like the situation's going on in Carolina. Or you have an owner who falls in love with a quarterback and now you're Frank Reich and you just got to make the best of it with Bryce Young or something like that. You're the coach. You're the one who's recruiting. Like, you are responsible for who is quarterbacking this team. Well, yeah, but teams can't have a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know, they went from Justin Fields to C.J. Stroud. It's called rebuilding. It's what most teams that aren't Alabama and Georgia have to do. It was a little bit... Everyone knew it was going to be a challenging year for Ohio State because they didn't. Have, they weren't settled at quarterback. Yeah. They were sort of having a competition right up until the end. I think you got to give Ryan Day a break for this team. And I don't think he was radically our coach. I think Michigan, like they did all three years, pushed him around. They had advantages on both lines. Listen, you just mentioned Alabama. They had the unsettled quarterback situation, and it took a miracle for them to pull out the Iron Bowl, like literally a miracle and a, a play they call Grave Digger uh, to convert on a fourth and 31, which is absolutely wild. But there, they were a team that had a quarterback situation that came into the season that they were still figuring out a month into you know into September and look at where they are. Look. If they beat Georgia, which we can talk about whether they actually have a shot here, but if they beat Georgia, they might get into this college football playoff. Whereas Ohio State had a similar type of unsettled quarterback situation, and they are definitely not going to the college I, well, football playoff. I do wonder if there's a question about whether or not Ryan Day is holding back Ohio State, considering they have out-recruited Michigan the last four years in terms of recruiting rankings. They've had top four classes right. each of the last three years, and they've been ahead of Michigan. Next year, they have a the number two class in all of America. They have the number one wide receiver again. They have a top three quarterback coming in next year. And yet, when they play against these games against Michigan, it doesn't feel like they have the better players on the field. So, is Ryan Day holding back well, high first in of all, talent? You're you're using an outdated college football model right there. The high school class, that almost irrelevant at this point. I mean, who cares who the high school class is? Because they'll all be somewhere else by the time they're juniors. Look at the transfer portal. It's about to blow up this year, too. I think if you're going to blame Day for recruiting, he didn't bring in a quarterback. Maggie might have a good point. But look at if you're judging a team on talent, this Michigan team is going to have a lot more NFL players than this Ohio State team. I think this draft, I, I saw Kuiper saying something. They might set a modern-day record for the most players drafted. Not all high-end, not all top first-routers, but their entire roster is going to the draft. So I think if you judge it that way, Michigan is a much better team this year. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I like it as a poll question, though. Uh, at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter, is Ryan Day holding Ohio State back? See, it's funny because the last two years, now I'm rethinking that. You know, Ohio State looked bad in the game, not this one that we saw on Saturday, but last year. But did Michigan have the signs? And that Why, why do these signs to run off the right tackle or run off your left tackle? They just pound them. Every year. Well, there was a thought that Ohio State was not as physical, right? That they weren't as tough as Michigan. Yeah, they're not. Well, they're, <laughs> they're not. They're trying to be. They, I, I thought that was a point in this game, right? It looked like that was a point in this game. Meanwhile, because this is the new rivalry in college football, now that Ohio State has lost, well, what does Lou Holtz think about this? Because we know Ryan Day called out Lou Holtz after Ohio State beat Notre Dame. So after Ohio State loses to Michigan, here's Lou Holtz. Everybody has to be their own, but losing to Michigan three years in a row is not good. 
That's true. That's true. He's got to be a little hot water. Yeah, it will be. What a long ride home, man. It must be. <laughs> Who? Where was he talking? <laughs> he was on some kind of Skype or Zoom. But it was, he was quite comfortable sitting in his lounge chair. <laughs> He's like, awake. Oh, hate, 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 hate to be Ryan Day today. <laughs> Here, Can we hear from Ryan Day also, the actual coach of this game, it, one of the coaches in this game, talking about the disappointment in losing to Michigan. We're all disappointed. Uh, we know that um, what this game means to so many people. And um, and so to come up short is certainly uh, crushing, not only uh, just because you invest your whole year in it. We know at Ohio State what this game means. And so, um, no, there's there's a locker room in there that's devastated. Yeah, and not going to the college football playoff, obviously, and probably going to play some bowl game that no one's going to care about. Probably not going. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll be. Is there a, is there a path of total chaos for a one loss Ohio State team? Texas loses, Alabama loses, uh, Florida State loses. Uh, I. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to because last year the Ohio State had a miracle run into the Final Four and you almost need beat Georgia. Oregon to lose again. Yeah, to Washington. So, yeah, you need a lot. I, I understand your point. There's a small percentage, but last year Ohio State didn't look like they were in, and then almost basically could have won the title last year. <laughs> which, and by the way, Ryan Day's best performance as a coach was that loss to Georgia. It was an incredible game. Yeah, that's why I'm not letting Ryan Day out the door because of, he almost beat Georgia, who's going to be go down as one of the great college football teams of all time. I, I think Ohio fans hurt themselves because their expectations are too high. They Anything short of a championship and beating Michigan every year, you fire your coach. That is of a little unrealistic. that's the expectation. It's Ohio State. This is not Texas A&M or Mississippi State being like, if we don't win, you know, we're going to fire our coach. Th- that is the standard at Ohio so if State. You don't, so basically, if you don't win the national title, you fire your coach, no, you, but, even if you make the Final Four. No, no, it's not about that, but like, you just said it was about that. No, but that's the expectation. I'm not saying that you will definitely fire a coach unless you win the national title, but you're not supposed to lose three years in a row to Michigan. I know that. I, I totally understand. But this is a glory time for Michigan. What Michigan next year? Glory. They've been. The, this is the best the run. Scandal has been swirling. Jim Harbaugh's been suspended for six games this season. How is this glory? Nobody cares about the scandal. This is. You're not going to have a Michigan run like this. In a long time. When was the last time Michigan was in the Final Four picture every year? It's been forever. And all of a sudden, they're very good. This year, they're particularly good. The other thing, too, is the Big Ten has not fared well against the SEC in the playoffs. So we'll see. Even if you bring in a new coach, is Ohio State and Michigan, are they as good as the SEC teams who is down this year? I'm not sure either of those teams are going to be Georgia. You saw the game on Saturday. Did they look like a threat to Georgia? Poor J.J. McCarthy. He was going to be a top five pick. What has happened to that dude? Well, they decided to run the ball hundreds yeah, times in a row. They're killing his winning. draft status to win football games. What's <laughs> how, up with that? Yeah, how dare they? 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. So there you go. EJ to throw that up on the poll. Is is Ryan Day holding Ohio State back? There you go. 855-212-4227. Uh, okay, coming up, we've got your phone calls on that, of course. We also head back to the NFL because, guys... There's one coach out here who's playing three-dimensional chess. It might look bad, but it's ultimately for the best cause. I'll tell you what I mean next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. If anyone uh, missed the game yesterday, Jalen Hurts, once again, cool under pressure. Josh Allen, not. Just want to remind Maggie at all times. We have a show bet that we're still debating Coming in the game, if the Eagles won, Maggie has to wear 
all green and do whatever I say that a Philadelphia Eagles fan should do on Friday. So puke on my own shoes and pee on my own leg. But she's trying. She's trying to claim. Oh, by the way, okay, like Buffalo fans don't do that as well. But she's <laughs> trying to claim that it was that. a three-point spread and that it was a push. And I have to admit, so you don't, I, you, you know, if they'd kick the extra point in overtime, then I no, we would have no, covered. No, 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 no. Well, that's, <laughs> Vegas doesn't give refunds on that stuff. It was a three-point spread. The game ends up that the Eagles won by three. That's a push. I'm not wearing any of the Eagles crap. That's now. ridiculous. I'm being. I'm being called a sore loser by Anthony Croker, who's in the chat. I'm a, I'm a sore loser. Why don't I wear the gear? I lost the bet. Sure did. Here's the thing. I didn't lose the bet. Yes, you did. It's yes, you Eagles did. minus three. How many points did the Eagles win by? I have a question. Are you satisfied with the Bills losing by three points this morning? Of course not. I want, I wanted them to so win. Then you lost the bet. Then it's over. EJ, come on. That's not how bets work. No, this is it's for you. Wait, when it's your team, <laughs> that is how it works. Yeah. We were betting on the Falcons Saints game, and the <laughs> you know we were betting on the Eagles Bills. Okay, Perloff is now discounting wins that the Denver Broncos have in this five-game winning streak because <laughs> oh one of them is a Bill is the Bills. He goes, "Come on, who have they beaten?" I go, "Well, I don't know. They beat the Chiefs." Mahomes was sick. They beat the Bills. You're a 500 team. Even you are saying that the right. Bills are not a good team right now. So, of course, they need a little bit of a handicap going against the 10-1 and Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Obviously, this bet was never going to be straight up. And it's in Philadelphia. Guys, well, I'm not wearing oh. it. I, I actually texted you before the game. I said, watch out. The Bills are going to either win this game or come close. Because Josh Allen was running for his life. This was do or die for the Bills. The Eagles didn't even seem to care. Jalen Hurts didn't even show up the first half of the game. That fumble was the laziest play I've ever seen in the first half where he's going for the handoff. It just didn't seem like the Eagles cared until the end. So I'm not sure cool. that I'm giving you those three points. <laughs> what, what, is it, what do I care how the Eagles played? Yes, that the Bills should have won. They should have won a lot of these games, but they don't because penalties were bad, defensive play calling let them down slash coaching decisions, and let's also, I'm not blaming him because he played the game of his life, but Josh Allen threw a bad interception in the second half too, and you know he's always due for one. If you're a Bills fan, you just know you got to live with it. 855-2124-CBS. Meanwhile, we've been talking about Ohio State and Michigan and whether Ryan Day is holding Ohio State back considering they have all this talent and have not beaten Michigan in three straight seasons. Corey is in Ohio, wants to give us some perspective. Good morning, Corey. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Not not well after our loss this weekend, but uh, yeah, just, just it's kind of tough. I can imagine. Are you are you mad at Ryan Day over this, or do you just think Michigan was a better team? Uh, I think it's kind of both. I go both ways. Uh, kind of upset that this is the third year that we lost, but understanding that uh, I think that uh, Michigan kind of has our number right now. We got to change some different. We got to go a different path. Listen, Corey. I mean, you want Ryan Day fired? That means different path. Yes. Yes. I would I would say as being an Ohio guy, it's unheard of for us to continue losing. And uh, he when he signed in with us, he understands he's got to understand that the contract is to beat Michigan. Right. But you realize if you fire Ryan Day, the Urban Meyer era is over. There's I mean, what were you before Urban Meyer between Trestle? You could fall back to the pack a little bit here if you bring in a coach who's not good. Right, I mean that 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 goes with uh, you know any program, right? You got to got to go back out there and to find the coach that's you know that's going to be able to uh, recruit, right? 
and then also recruit. The biggest thing is recruit within Ohio and yep. in, in, in that Michigan line and bring in the players. But, you you know, that's just a rebuilding year. And uh, Ohio rebuilding year is maybe we, we take a three-loss season. Wait, but, but, you know, go ahead. Who are the Ohio players? I mean, <laughs> C.J. Stroud's from California. Uh, yes. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is from Philadelphia. Who cares about Ohio? This is a national. They, they're going to recruit California Corey, primarily. Right. Anyway. Thank you for the phone call. I get his point, yeah. though, right? It's like you have a Michigan player. No, I don't, I don't think the Ohio, the local recruiting is not a real thing anymore. Now everybody's going all over the place. And the you best think, Ohio State players are not Ohio players. But you think the transfer portal means nobody <laughs> cares about recruiting high school anymore? See, I think that maybe quarterbacks, maybe some wide receivers, stuff like that. But yeah. the depth of your team, there's still 100 guys on a college football team. Yeah, but a team like Ohio State and Michigan, they're going all over now. Don't you think California, Texas, Florida is the key to all these? I understand. You know, I, I love the Ohio, Michigan. Pennsylvania used to be an elite high school team. But you're not going to win by just recruiting Ohio. Is that really the key to beating Michigan here? Is that what we're talking about? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, so we'll continue with more reaction coming in to the bet. Titan fans saying, no one listening assumed that they had the point spread involved. It was win or lose, cut and dry. Again, not true. We put on the tweets. I know we're not expecting everyone to go to our Twitter feed, but if you happen to be there, at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. It was... Eagles minus three. Yeah, that no, was it. People just were mistaken. They thought you were actually a Buffalo Bills fan. They didn't understand <laughs> yes. that you were just a cold analyst who was looking at this from afar. When two mayors bet on a Super Bowl, they don't put the spread in. What about you and I? Screams mayor. It's the same. about anything. Okay, well, Pearl Sweater screams mayor on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Librarian. Mr. Yeah. Okay. Fair. It's my lucky Can green sweater, by the way. The Eagles are not. It's his lucky green sweater that wears the day after the game. <laughs> well, I want to see if they win. Let's read the tweet. Exactly. Here's the tweet. New show bet. Bills at Eagles minus three. Thank if the you. Bills win. Yeah, though that's just stating the fact. If the Bills win, Andrew Perloff has to wear my Buffalo Bills gear on Friday with face bait. Sing shout. If the Eagles win, it doesn't say cover. I'll wear the Kelly green with face paint, sing fly, Eagles fly, and throw batteries at Santa. Deal. This is very clear language here. Okay, but I put the minus three at the top. I don't have to keep restating uh, it every uh, time. Yeah. Guys. There's no stating anything there. That's just a fact. You put it at 425 okay, In fact, Eastern. I think it was You're showing make- how confident you were by saying, hey, they're, they're plus three, and I'm still taking the Bills to win. You're making me cheer for the Eagles fan. <laughs> This is getting me very upset Pete, right now. you guys should be on my side. I also didn't give the weather that it was supposed to be. I didn't give every single m- marker what the game. I didn't say that it was Jim Nance and Romo calling the game. You know, I just I added the spread because that was what was relevant. But no, look at your you like adding the spread because if they won, you would bet. Look at the Bills. Even with the spread, I'm taking them straight up. The you way you I put the spread in here this team? looks very factual. You say Bills at Eagles, Eagles minus three, four twenty-five. Then you say if the Bills win, Andrew Burrell have to do this. If the Eagles win, you don't say cover or beat the spread. You say win money line. I I never said what I put minus three, kind of assuming that everyone knows in this day and age. Of course, it's against the spread. Well, what was no, this? nobody thinks that. Yeah, you know my default is Team Maggie, but this is a, this is a tough sell, Mag. Ah, um, boo to you too, bogus. Boo what, all of you. What happened on the air though? Did you, on the air, did you say the points were involved? No, we were so focused on college football <laughs> on <laughs> we Wednesday, we forgot about this game. Oh uh, yeah, Maggie. 
Bogus is here with headlines. Got your green on. Uh, headlines oh. are sponsored by Northern Tool and Equipment. Get the tools you need from the brands you trust. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. Sunday wasn't a great day for Tom Brady's former teams. The Patriots played Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, and they both sucked, producing just seven points, combining for three picks, and a 10-7 loss at the Giants. Bill Belichick's team is now 2-9. and nine. Does this want to play? I, I can tell you. Is this a Belichick soundbite? Yeah. I think there was too many things that we didn't expect to happen. Um, so we just do a better job of, number one, taking care of the ball, taking care of our opportunities. That's all the way across the board, but it's too much poor ball security on offense. Apparently I'm using the Patriots uh, version of the computer system here at work. <laughs> outdated. So the Patriots lose, the Buccaneers lose 27-20 in Indy. However, they do remain just a game out of first in that hapless NFC South. We also have Brady taking direct shots on ESPN yesterday morning. Former Chiefs QB Alex Smith didn't like Brady complaining about the state of the game on Stephen A. Smith's podcast last week. I know he's he's referencing the rule changes over the middle to the receiver, but in my opinion, I think the game's gotten better. There's more parity across the league. Quarterback play is at an all-time high, I think, across the league. Like the best, you've you've got the best athletes playing the position. We didn't have this 30, 40 years ago. Uh, Smith then reminded us that Brady was basically playing yesterday. He hasn't been retired that long. He was just playing. Like he just won a Super Bowl in the current game. Like, is he discounting that one? I'll discount it. Uh, and finally, <laughs> something that needs to be said more, and Smith said it delicately because he was surrounded by three former Patriots on set as well. He played in the most uncompetitive division, I think, in NFL history. I mean, you come out of training camp, the biggest cupcake division, you got a ticket to the playoffs right away. Like, talk about mediocre. Like, I, I completely disagree with this. Uh, there's no lie in there, by the way. They took care of business in January, but it was easy up until then for most of those seasons for the Patriots. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. If This could be a lane here for Alex Smith. Just be like the anti-Brady, because right? this is, I think, what people probably say about Brady behind his back, right? The, this You got a little insight of what other quarterbacks who played against Brady probably say about him when he's not around, which is uncompetitive division mm -hmm. for uh, how many years did they win the division there could have been other AFC East teams that made the playoffs but they won the division starting in 2003 and only missed and in, in in 20 from 2003 to 2019 they won the division every year but one I'm gonna I, defend my JETS here because look I know it's been a long 12 13 year playoff drought but from 2001, when Brady first won his Super Bowl, to 2010, the Jets made the playoffs, including winning a division one, two, three, four, five, six times. It was not like the Patriots just walking to a division title every year. The Jets were making the playoffs most of those years. I know, but EJ, look at the records that the Patriots had during that time: fourteen and two, fourteen and two, ten and six, twelve and four, sixteen and zero, oh, eleven and five, ten and six. They were dominant. They, the Jets may have also made the playoffs, but they were not in the same class. But you got the can't-wait game. Okay, I'll give you Bart's yeah. game. But they they were out outclassed by the Patriots. No, but it shows you they were beating good teams in the division in order to win the division. No. I don't think he deserves less credit. Wait, 
But what about the Colts? The Colts did this formula where they got the number one seed every year and got killed in the playoffs. At least Brady won when he got to the playoffs because the Colts had expansion teams. The reason the AFC East was so bad is they kept firing their coaches and starting over a quarterback because they were chasing the Patriots. So the Patriots, in a way, created this bad division because they were so good. Yeah, they were extremely intimidating. The right? Colts had the Colts had the Texans, Jags, and and what's the other team there? Uh, the Titans to to complete they they would win 12 games every year and then lose to the Patriots. So I think you could say that about the Colts but you can't say it about the Patriots because I felt like the Dolphins and the Jets and the Bills were trying trying so desperately drafting a new quarterback every year trying <laughs> what, something. And what did it matter? It didn't matter. By the way, the Jets thing. made the playoffs in all those years with four different coaches. Herm Edwards, Eric Man, or three different coaches, sorry. Herm Edwards, Eric Mangini and Rex Ryan. Top Bulls won 10 games one year as well. This fantasy land that Tom Brady was facing no competition in his division. It's like saying he was Jordan, not living like in saying, the AFC North. No, but it's like saying Jordan didn't beat anybody in the Eastern Conference. Like, no, those were good teams. He just was great, and the Patriots were great. Like, None of those that, Jets teams were the ni- the mid nineties Knicks. Yeah, I, I like this is they went to the AFC Championship game two years in a row. I what know they mean? did. EJ, that was and that was a great moment for the Jets, but that was a moment. The sustained success that the Patriots had against the division is so part of the Brady story, and I'm glad that Alex Smith called it out because it's not like he was going up against murderers row. He didn't have a foil in the division. Who was his rival in the division? Rex? And Rex was there and gave him two good shots. Two. They were also the butt fumble game is also the Patriots. Like, they also blew him out. And I'm saying this as a Bills fan. They blew my team out. They were not competitive. I think they beat Brady three times. Like, it was barely. And, and that's the thing. It was a moment for the Jets. It was 20 years for the Pats. Alex Smith is right here. And it's part of the Brady right. story. Well, one thing, uh, the Pats were actually better against non-AFC East teams in the Brady years, so they killed everybody. Okay, they it's killed a super everybody. nitpick, but the <laughs> but, row, but but they had six easier games. But why, almost all, every year? I don't even understand the apples to apples of this comparison. Brady was saying the NFL is weak now because they call everything on the defense. What does this have to do with the AFC East? Thank you. I well, totally no, agree but with he that. said both, right? Yeah. He said he said should we discount Brady's last Super Bowl because he's playing in I this that mediocre part. era? And then he's also saying. You know, let's call it what it is about Brady. Like, he had all this success because he... But that's a different issue, right? I don't think... Yeah. What what connection does that have to oh, what Brady sorry, was saying? Because I think he's saying that there was mediocre play all through Brady's tenure. As if his I, time I was... Yeah, he, I think he was saying that, that Brady thought he lived in a harder Golden NFL, era, right. and he, he didn't. Did. Yeah, he definitely but he, did, though. Like, he was saying is, it was more physical. Well, here's the thing. Yes, Ray Lewis and some and of the... Peyton Manning. The sure. defense... The Chargers teams. The Steelers. But the defensive players, I would say that, like, definitely the Ravens. The Steelers. The Steelers. Your Jets for two years... Those defenses were legitimately good. Like it wasn't really, the defense. really good. It, it was it has nothing to do with the defense. No, They're still great. It's the officials. Did you watch the Texans Jags game? They gave Trevor Lawrence about nine first downs on these nitpicky. Everyone's calling this little five yard penalty to give first down, first down. It's the officials. Oh, I totally the Brady's one hundred percent right. But Brady was also talking about how when he was in his like golden era, if you will, he couldn't throw over the middle because he knew it would get one of his wide receivers hurt. One hundred percent right. So and now you don't do that. So he really was saying, I think that he's living in a. He was playing in a golden era because the defenses were ferocious, forced him to play differently. The defense can't do anything in this day and age, uh, so it doesn't force the quarterback to play different. Guys throw over the middle with and don't even throw think over about the it. and they get so many first downs on illegal contact plays. Now that's, that's true. See, the, that emphasis this year is. 
killing a and lot Patrick of games. Patrick Mahomes is the is the current day Tom Brady. I mean, we just rattled off all those great defenses. Who is Patrick Mahomes facing in the AFC that's giving him all this trouble, especially defensively? Well, Nobody. Cincinnati, Lou Anarumo. It's one team. One team and basically one one. And is that an elite defense? Yeah. Is that like the Steelers or the Ravens? They have a good defense. I don't look at them like the Steelers or the Ravens back in the day or the Jets. I don't think that the Chiefs really have. I think that the best rival they have now is the Bengals. It's obviously not this year because Burrow. It could have been the Bills, but the Bills didn't hold up their end of the bargain because they haven't been able to meet them again in the AFC Championship. Mahomes scored like what a touchdown in twenty seconds again on them in the biggest game of that rivalry so far. Like yeah, and and we'll do this to Mahomes when he's done playing. Like we'll go back and we'll nitpick stuff like this and we'll complain about the AFC West and yeah. that's and I know that there's absolutely like a saltiness to what Alex Smith is doing yeah. and it doesn't change the fact that they won the tough games when it mattered Brady and the Patriots but we'll find the same things whether Mahomes won three four six Super Bowls we'll go back and find all the same the stuff the stuff you're saying right now it's just part of the deal now I think though Mahomes might stay more likable than Brady did for, so I, I don't know if he'll have as many enemies. Or people looking for things to point out, but it'll happen. It always I, happens. I also think there's two, two or three all-time defenses out there right now. I think San Francisco's defense right now can challenge anybody. I mean, they have Hall of Famers at every. They have a lot of All Pros on that defense, and the Steelers are not that far off. I know we don't talk, but T.J. Watt and guys like Miles Garrett, they're some real big defensive stars Listen, right now. And the Ravens might have the best defense, and we're not even talking mm. about them statistically. Mm. Uh, I mean, I they're holding it. teams to like 13 points a game. Yeah, because <laughs> they're playing Scrub Central USA. <laughs> oh, I don't I, know about that. I, I think, yeah, they're they're really good too. Kyle Hamilton, I want that guy on my team. But generally, though, there are. I, I think you look at the Niners' defense. Couldn't that compete with the Ravens' defense of 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 old? Um. Yeah, but again, like the bone uh, crunching no. hits, I don't think they're just not there. I mean, they just like lost Ed three Reed, games in a row too, right? Like no. Yeah, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis, you just can't yeah. play that way anymore. That that Ed Reed and Ray Lewis team, they got to the Super Bowl with a ten and six record one year, losing three games. Or I think the Forty ers defense is elite. No, but they, the Ravens defense never had a stretch where we're saying we need to fire defensive coordinator because he's calling bad defenses or the defense. I mean, for three weeks here, we sat here and said the Niners defense has not shown up. Like, it, but they we, lost to the Browns. Whatever. Anyway, right. yeah. Right, but I'm saying though, like, like there wasn't like the Ravens lost. It was because Joe Flacco or whoever was playing quarterback wasn't getting the job done. It wasn't because oh, defense looking soft. Yeah, like it's we, never the been way we were way. talking about Fred Warner, we never talked about like Ray Lewis like that at all. Like disappearing. Right. Yeah. Wow, I, you guys underestimate that Niners defense. I think, but anyway, uh, let's do the current Ravens uh, and how about their offense last night, Sunday Night Football in LA. The Chargers hang around until the fourth quarter. Lamar in the shotgun. He sends Zay Flowers wide to the right. Now he brings Flowers in motion to the left. He gives it to Flowers on the jet sweep. He cuts inside the numbers. He's in the 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Ravens! The Zay is in the board, and the Ravens <laughs> knock out the Chargers in L.A. That's Jerry Sandusky, Ravens Radio. Zay Flowers also caught a touchdown in the 2010 victory. The Chargers committing four turnovers in their third straight loss. It is time for coaching changes in college football. Texas A&M is hiring Duke's Mike Elko to replace Jimbo Fisher, while Houston's Dana Holgerson and Indiana's Tom Allen are out, and as we wait for the new CFP rankings tomorrow night, the AP poll now begins with Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and FSU. Ohio State drops from second to sixth. Texas and Alabama 
remain 7th and 8th. The Orlando Magic on a 7-game win streak after down in the Hornets, 131-17. Cole Anthony and Franz Wagner each scored 30 in that one. The Detroit Tigers are signing veteran righty Kenta Maeda. Two years, $24 million. He had a 4.23 ERA in 104 innings for the Twins this past season. And on ice last night, the Oilers smacked the Ducks 8-2. Connor McDavid, a goal and four assists. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogish, thank you so much. Coming up, lots more, including a big question about one of the biggest teams in college football. Are things breaking right for them to sneak in to the top four? We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Tonight's Monday Night Football preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Vikings hosting Matt Eberflus and the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Minnesota winners of five of their last six, but reeling from a 21-20 setback at the hands of the Broncos in week 11. The Vikings are a three-point favorite on FanDuel. I'm laughing because the copy here says Matt Eber loose. Hey. Or at Matt Eber lose. Is that his name in Chicago now? Yes. Well, technical name. <laughs> that's that's, that, that's how a you pronounce it. Why is Matt Eber even in this read? It's, it's the unsexiest coach <laughs> in the NFL. Because his name is Matt Eber lose. Eber lose. <laughs> Well, does the uh, NFL, is the NFL scheduling department asleep? Uh, What's happening here? Why are we not flexing out these games? Because I thought you could flex out Monday night this year. No, we get a, this is like the Josh Dobbs love, I think. And probably what? Justin Fields love. I'm not sure. Last night, the Chargers should not be on primetime anymore. And the Bears, Vikings, come on. Yeah, Give we, me the Texans. Where are the Texans? <laughs> Honestly, they should have flexed Texans, Jags into that. Oh, so that should have been the Sunday night game for sure. Definitely. You're right. There's a couple teams we got to just get off of primetime. Chargers, definitely one of them. I know people love Herbert, but it's just not happening. Like, no, they're four it, and six. They stink. It's very frustrating, too. It's very frustrating to watch, although it was a close game. I mean, mm. listen, the Chargers went on, what, a like a 15-play drive or something in the fourth quarter and just came away with no points in a three-point game. <laughs> like, that's beyond frustrating. 
Uh, get them off. Get the Jets off. No more Jets standalone games, please. Yeah, I think America is over your Jets, EJ. They, they, uh, they, uh, even this Aaron Rodgers. Now the Aaron Rodgers thing just feels kind of sad that he wants to come back to this team. Listen, you had, dude. This has been like the you had the moment here where you have a hail mary that turns into a pick six. It's now called a hell mary. This is it's over. I <laughs> think that was the moment. This is worse than the Buff Fumble, by the way in my opinion. Absolutely worse. Strikingly similar. I mean, you were getting blown out in that Buff Fumble game. Was the Buff Fumble game on Thanksgiving too? Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, that was a blowout. This was a, well, this was also a blowout. Um, the Buff Fumble, I, I just feel buff, like that kind the of The Buff play, Fumble was kind of, low, dude. No, that play kind of happens. We see people run into each other and they fumble. <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen a pick six on a Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. Well, the At thing the end is, of a half. Also, it's ridiculous. The, the Jets are way sadder now. At least back then, you were still like you were basically the tail end of Rex and you know the ground and pound. Like you had had right. better days, like in the recent past. Now you yeah. haven't made the playoffs in twelve years. Right, like, exactly. It's, I it's mean, the quarterback lower. was Tim Boyle on, yeah. on Friday. It so, wasn't Mark Sanchez. But that's I know the, Sanchez. That's the point, though, like, the buff fumble was so much sadder because it was Sanchez. Tim Boyle. Nobody expected anything out of that dude. Also, we had James Harrison's halftime interception for a touchdown against in the Super Bowl. That's what the play reminded me a mm. little bit, which was actually a much more significant play. This was just kind of stat padding, which I liked by the Dolphins. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. It's like he's actually going to run this whole thing back. Now it's wild. You guys didn't immediately think of James Harrison. Oh, my God. Remember that play against uh, yeah. Cardinal Steelers? Yep. Um, <laughs> we know a funny story. So I, I did not I, just, I did not watch this game because I, I, boycotted, I boycotted watching A, Black Friday game, and B, the Jets. So it was a 2-4. And I saw the the score. You know, I'm following it while I'm baking blondies in my kitchen. I, I saw this. I saw the score uh, thing on my phone, and I'm like, "Oh, they threw a pick six, 99 yards." I thought, "Well, at least they drove the ball down the field and you know threw the ball down the one yard line." And you know, okay, <laughs> Boyle got picked. It's fine. Then I opened Twitter, and that's when I see that actually no, it was a 50 yard hail mary <laughs> thrown from the other side in which they did not move the ball. They got lucky that they got a turnover, and then it got sent all the way back. And I was like, "Why did I actually even think?" that the Jets had the competency to actually move the ball offensively. I was like, hey, you know what? We moved the ball, but at least, okay, we threw a pick, that's fine. But at least we got to the one-yard line. That's pretty good, at least. Like, silly me. No. Also, baking the day after Thanksgiving. That's an yeah, interesting move. It was, it was, I was supposed to bake on Thanksgiving, um, but I was too tired, quite frankly. <laughs> so I was like, sorry, guys, you guys have plenty of pie, and there's a cake here. Uh-huh. I don't think you need these blondies today, so I'll— I'll bake tomorrow. I want to hear more about these blondies. What, yeah, what do we got going they? on here? Yeah, yeah. immediately everyone said, "Wait, did you put white chocolate chips in them?" That's yes. the best. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, blondies are my go-to baking thing. Like oh. that, that's the thing I make. Interesting. Is that part of a blondie? You have to have the white chocolate chips. I think so. Yes. Okay. I, at least the oh. way I make it, you have to. Yeah, and also regular chocolate chips. No, just no, no regular, just white chocolate. Uh, you know, vanilla in there. Mm. Uh, and I usually do. A, I couldn't do the caramel sauce because we forgot heavy cream. But usually I do a caramel sauce over it with ice cream. Random question for you, Maggie. Yeah. Did you cook that extra turkey we both <laughs> mysteriously got in the mail? So Maggie and I last week were talking about somebody sent us a turkey in the mail, and yeah. I wasn't sure what to do with it. What did you do? You went down to Florida, and how did you deal with your turkey? Still in the freezer. I looked, guys. I looked up and down to try to find a turkey drop-off, like a, a charitable thing, but all the turkey drop-offs had happened like the weekend before. Right. And so now I'm just going to have to drop it off probably at like a, I'll find another pantry or something well, now like you could, that. Or you could cook it. 
That's what my husband keeps saying. He's like, let's just cook it. I'm like, it's 20 pounds. There's me and him and my four-year-old son. It's not like we have all these mouths to feed. What are we going to do with 20 pounds of so turkey? So you have one big meal, then you have leftovers. Forever. <laughs> How long do we have leftovers for? Bring it into the office. We can have your turkey, EJ's blondies. It sounds like a party to me. <laughs> you think people want to eat turkey right now? It's the last thing they want. I, uh, Everyone's turkeyed out. I don't know. I felt like there was a movement in America, anti-turkey movement, and I disagree. We, I loved my Thanksgiving meal. Did talking you about, cook it? No. Yeah, we did cook it. How and was it? It was great. Yeah. Very good turkey. I, can, I can't get enough turkey and gravy. We killed a giant 25-pound turkey and then that 20-pound turkey easily. Wow. Did I your sister kill that turkey? That <laughs> yeah, she broke us? its neck. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sister's, Perloff's sister is like a part-time farmer. Breaks the necks of all of her chickens. Seem, yeah, seemed gruesome. Yeah, we we went to the happy zoo. Thanksgiving. <laughs> we it's funny. Fuck we went to the up. zoo this weekend, and <laughs> we saw mom. these chickens walking around in the kids' zoo. And I'm like, good thing my sister's not here. With <laughs> us. She would jump that fence and knock that out. Yeah, it's all of a sudden it's Quentin Tarantino movie, and everyone's just blood everywhere. <laughs> That's Perloff's sister. Anytime there's chickens around, I also. I, I can't really tell the details of the story because I'll get in trouble, but my brother now works at the zoo. And he was telling me that once in a while, chickens will get into the, will go into the wrong pen and other animals will kill them. Oh, yeah, like the lion's den or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the chickens tend to wander around the zoo and they often have an unhappy ending, like <laughs> my sister. Why are they roaming around the zoo? I have no idea. These are birds. The birds are, you think, harmless. They can go amongst the people, but once in a while, man, if those animals get... He was telling me all these horrible behind-the-scenes zoo stories. Wait, so just like a chicken for some reason walking around I, at the zoo? He swore me not to talk about it. I can't talk about it, but yes. Come on. <laughs> Who killed it? Oh. A, a lion. I don't know. What other predators are at the zoo? All of them. <laughs> There's <laughs> oh, lots man. of things that can kill you at the zoo. Parm's in Vancouver. Parm, help me out here. Where am I donating this frozen turkey? To any homeless shelter. I'm sure there's tons of people out there that are just, you know, less fortunate in, in these tough times. It's cold out there. And after COVID, you know that everybody's going through harder times than before. So do the right thing. I encourage all you guys in the staff room there to put some money up and donate a bunch of food and clothing to a homeless shelter from me to from Vancouver and uh, do something to help somebody out, please. Parm, we definitely will. It's Thank you for, for calling. It's not for a lack of trying. I really was trying to find a place that would take a turkey last minute and it was hard to find. Yeah, this is not a canned good. It's not exactly easy to drop <laughs> off a, a twenty-pound so, frozen turkey. Here you go. It's a perishable item. Yes, I can't just drop it off at like the doorstep of a church or something. And it's not that easy to cook either. It takes a lot of work. So I will find a place to put this turkey. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.